Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Burr of the Running Hook um, Basketball Power Hour here. And this episode with Caleb and I was recorded after, I think, game three or four of the finals. I think it would have been game three because if it was game four, the podcast would have probably been about four hours. So I think it was game three, um, which is important context here because I decided to put this off until June 30th. And if you have been following the news last night, you saw on TMZ that Miles Bridges was arrested last night for domestic violence. And I just want to let the world know that I am vehemently opposed to um, Miles Bridges' actions. I'm glad he turned himself in. I hope he is receiving the help he needs. But he... Um, I condemn his actions in every single way possible. I hope he is prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And more importantly, I hope he finds the help that he needs um, to help him and his partner, you know, come to whatever resolution they may through this. And so obviously that's more important than this. He probably keep that in mind because this was recorded (laughs) well in advance of um, that news breaking at about midnight on June 30th. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to this. It's about three weeks old and I don't think Miles Bridges. I think Miles Bridges might have cost himself a lot of money. So um, shout out to the woman that he injured. I hope that she is better and I hope that she is not permanently damaged by this either psychologically or physically. But the odds are one of those will be the case. So um, keep her in your thoughts and prayers. And I just want to say one thing. Um, Miles Bridges did cost himself a lot of money, but this should not be about him. This should be about his victim. And she deserves most of the concern here. And sadly, I think Amon of the um, Dishes and Dimes podcast uh, for the Raptors said it best. She's probably just going to be used as a bargaining chip. That's disgusting. So um, thoughts and prayers out to her. Um, Enjoy this podcast. The plugs are about a couple weeks old, but make sure you check it out and enjoy it. Thank you. Um, But Caleb, you brought up contracts and that's actually a good segue because that's what we are here to talk about. So the off season is about what? July 1st is less than a month away. The draft is two weeks from today, which is crazy. Um, And this year's free agent class, Caleb, we know isn't really the best. There's Zach Levine. And then I think the next best group of guys is the restricted free agents, right? You're, and that's who we're going to talk about today. And we're also going to talk about guys who are eligible for extensions on July 1st from the 2019 draft. So uh-huh. let's go ahead and hop in. I think the most interesting guy, the most interesting free agent not named Zach Levine is DeAndre Ayton. He will be eligible. The Suns could give him a max. It sounds like they do not want to give him a max. Um, it sounds like he will not be in Phoenix next year based on all the reporting. If you are DeAndre Ayton, what type of team are you looking to play for next year? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm looking to, well, I think, I think for him, he almost needs to go to a, a team, not a championship contender, a team that's kind of like, that's just kind of on the rise, it's peaking in the right direction. That's making things like the teams that are getting mentioned for him, I think make a lot of sense, right? You start looking at teams like Dallas, 
you're here in Portland in the mix. You're here in San Antonio in the mix. You're here in Indiana in the mix. All, all of those teams are, are just are, are, are trying to ascend. And that's a piece that fast track. DeAndre Ayton is a piece that'll fast, fast track your ascension. I think he's a player that, you know, again, I think we're just seeing a guy who didn't get to play, you know, an insane amount of college basketball had a lot of stuff that he was going through on the, uh, on the court in his, you know, in Arizona, the guy was really, you know, from a development standpoint, I don't really think he ever started developing till his rookie year. Anyway, I think he was basically a high school senior at Arizona. That's how I looked at Aiton, just because of the situations that he was going through. He couldn't really develop on his game because he had a hundred other things he was dealing with in terms of what Sean Miller was doing, the FBI was doing all this other stuff. So now I think for him, if he can join a team that's young and ascending and become an anchor and grow with that team, to me, that that's more logical. So I'm looking at the Indianas. I'm not as crazy. I'm, I think he would be good in Dallas. There's no doubt about it. But if I was him, I would look at a team that's ascending. Yeah. So looking at the contract, I looked up what his max salary would be. If he were to stay in Phoenix, his max contract would be 177 million over five years. But Caleb, this, the interesting thing would be is that the Suns already have 129 million in salary, right? If they re-sign Aiton, use the mid-level exception and then re-sign JaVale, the Suns would be looking at the biggest luxury tax bill in the league. This is from Ricky O'Donnell at SB Nation. They'd be paying 77 million in luxury tax next year. Obviously, the Warriors and the Clippers, since they're in like the repeater tax, they would be paying more. But like just in terms of like other than those two, the Suns would be paying the biggest luxury tax bill in the league. No team paid more than 56 million in tax this year. <laughs> this last season, according to O'Donnell. Now, if you were to sign a max with another team, that'd be four years for 131 million. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I after this off, after this postseason I'm not paying any center max money other than Jokic or Embiid. I would pay Bam pretty close to a max. I'd pay Cat pretty close to a max. I wouldn't give him the whole thing. Here's why. Oh wow! You can't like last wow. year was a fluke. Last year last year was a fluke, but not in the way people think it was. Last year I think will be one of the last years where you can win having a big lumbering center on the floor, right? The Bucks didn't really run into any. Well, the Bucks did have to take Brook Lopez off the court against the Nets. They did have to take Brook Lopez off the court, but they could keep him on the floor against the Suns. They could keep him on the floor against the Hawks and the Heat. Really, last year were just not good enough to be in this conversation, right? The Suns last year, DeAndre Ayton did prove he could stay on the court, right? He was punishing mismatches. Yep, he was. He was destroying the Clippers. He was destroying. Yeah. Who else else did they play? He was destroying Denver. He was destroying the Lakers. And then he just couldn't guard Giannis, right? Yeah. (laughs) Which, for the record, should not be the Suns' basis of not wanting to pay. Right. Because Giannis destroys. Giannis destroyed Al Horford and Grant Williams, two of the guys I've seen guard him the best since he's been on this superstar ascension, right? I think Aiton really disappointed everyone in these playoffs. This, I, the Mavericks had a really small lineup. Kleba cannot guard DeAndre Aiton. No. But for for no. whatever reason, Aiton wasn't parking his ass in the post. 
and just demanding the ball, right? That's what you got to do. And that would be my hesitation with paying Aiden a max contract is because are we sure last year just wasn't like a pay me fluke and then he didn't get paid and then he kind of it appeared it was under the appearances that he was sulking this year, Caleb. And it's understandable, right? Because he was a huge instrumental part of the Suns making the finals in the first place. Yeah. So I understand him being upset that they did not pay him. However, I still think you got to, the answer to that is not sulking and playing even harder. So that way they have to pay you. Right. And based on Monty Williams comments after game seven, I agree. It's there's no way they're going to want to pay him what he wants. No. So how do you feel about just, how do you feel about everything I just said? (laughs) Basically. Well, from the Suns and an organizational perspective, they're gigantically headed in the direction of a luxury tax, which you have to consider then at that point, if you sign DeAndre Ayton, are you, in my opinion, when I pay the luxury tax, and I, I'd be curious to see if you disagree with me. If I pay into the luxury tax, I, if I'm an owner and, I, and I'm seeing this and I'm paying 56 million, then I'd have to sit there and go, yep, I know my team's in a title line, or I know my team's gonna make the West Conference Finals. I would argue, you know, you're, 56 million in additional extra tax. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're looking, you're looking at, I, I need that. I need to see that. Like I need to see the vision of, you know, can this team get there? And then I start thinking about it. It's like, okay, well, Denver's going to get healthier. Denver's going to get better. Minnesota's going to get better. Memphis is going to get better. The path for them to be able to get to this, to the, to one of those two spots is not definitively clear. It, it, it just, it's just not, even if you signed, even if you signed down Raiden, it is not definitively clear that you are a Western conference finals team. It is not definitively clear that you are one of the two best teams. And I, I think from an organization's perspective, I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to pay him. And I, I, I am just, I, you know, I felt I I've been, I'm in a guy on him, you know, way before this playoffs, I, I thought the guy in Arizona was, he was town. He had great low post skills. He, he was athletic, movable, switchable, big. He showed all of it last postseason. It was a fun story to watch. I just don't understand the tentativeness sometimes, man. I just don't understand the tentativeness. You're the number one pick in the draft. You're the number one pick over the draft over Luka Doncic. Teams recognize your talent. Okay, I mean, we can sit here and say, well, they made the wrong pick, but think about it, Alex. An organization in the NBA, one of 30 teams said, Jan Rayton is on the level of this guy. He's on the level of Luka Doncic. So the talent, his talent is just as good as any of those like Luka Doncic, Trey Young guys. It's just, can he actually maximize it? He should have been able to eat up the Dallas series. We should have been talking about DeAndre Eaton in a superstar level category after the Dallas series. He should have been better than the Bam and Cats. He should have been better than the Rudy Gobert's. He, he should be better than that. He should be in a top tier. He should be in a tier above that. And I think if you're the Suns, I don't blame you for not paying him because I think you need to have the flexibility to be able to do some other things. I think they're going to probably sign and trade. I, I like the sign and trade idea more. You sign and trade, you don't lose them, you get some assets back, you still put yourself in championship contention. But I agree, I agree with you, Aiden's been very disappointing. I 
I can't disagree with anything you said. I think he's this generation's Patrick Ewing, right? Where Patrick Ewing, for all intents and purposes, didn't like Patrick Ewing never went towards the basket, right? Patrick Ewing always went faded away from the basket. And I think that's uh trying to find the right way to say this. Like, it'd be like if you almost got perfect on a test, but you missed five easy questions, right? So you, instead of a hundred, you got a 90, right? And I think that's what DeAndre Ayton is. It's like, he could be this dominant low post guy who can, who's not a terrible guarding the perimeter. He's not gonna, he's not a sieve, right? Like he's not, he's not Jokic and Embiid on the perimeter, right? He's no. gonna, he can guard guys better than that. But you yeah. have to, have, have, have to, make teams pay for going extra small out there. He did that last summer. I don't under, like you brought up the tentativeness. Where's the guy that was there just last year? I agree. Right. Is it Chris Paul? It might be Chris Paul. As much as the unpopular opinion is, I mean, he makes his teammates better, but he's also, he can also be very grady. We've seen this plenty of times before, like Mm -hmm. guys who demand perfection aren't easy to play with. And Chris Paul, you will get perfection a lot of the time playing with Chris Paul. doesn't mean you're going to like it. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. I don't know, but you're right. He's too talented. You have to hold him accountable. Like he is way too talented to not take advantage of those guys. Like, I'm sorry, Maxi Kleba, you know, Dwight Powell, Chris, exactly. I mean, even in the first round, he didn't really take advantage of Larry Nance being out there. Larry Nance is a really good player. You know, I'm very high on Larry Nance. I know. I, but, I know. But. but Caleb, there's no reason he shouldn't dominate Larry Nance. Yeah, yes, yes. Absolutely no reason. They won that series because Chris Paul had a typical Chris Paul first round game. Yes. Right? Yes. And I, like, it's tough, though. Here's the reason why it's tough. They seem to have hitched their wagon to this Chris Paul thing. And... <laughs> He is getting up there in age. He turned 37 this playoffs. And after he turned 37, he looked like a shell of himself. And I'm not saying he turned 37 and became, you know, Muggsy Bogues, but he, he's going to fall off at some point. Chris Paul is one of the best players ever, right? He is so smart. He can do so much by just being Chris Paul, right? But he's not a superstar anymore. No, I don't think he's been a superstar really since he was in Houston personally. Yeah. And I think that it's tough for me. I don't know why you'd hitch your wagon to the Chris Paul train instead of the DeAndre Ayton train. You have a core of Booker bridges and Johnson and Ayton, right? And Johnson's a guy too. Johnson's another guy that's eligible for extension. We're going to talk about later in this episode. I think the Suns are at an interesting impasse. Actually, let's go ahead and talk about Cam Johnson now. Okay. So let's say let's say you don't trade. We're going to skip ahead a little bit, but I think it's worth discussing since we're talking the Suns. Okay. So let's say you keep, or let's say you trade Aiden, right? What kind of are you extending Cam Johnson? Are you going to make him bet on himself or are you going to or should he bet on himself? How do you feel about Cam Johnson going into extension talks this summer? Well, okay. So if I'm if I'm Cam Johnson, 
mean, you're seeing what the wing markets are getting. I mean, crying out loud. I mean, you could just be a freaking just a little bit above average and 18 million can go in your pockets. You, 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 I mean, I think Kim Johnson's better than a little above average. So, I mean, if he can, if he just continues to ascend and grow, I, I honestly, I would recommend if I was him, I would say, look, man, 20 million could come in your pockets. If you have a great year this year, 20 million, 20 million can come in your pockets. You're, you're a good offensive player. You're, you're, you can play both ways. Um, you know, it's a premium in the NBA to have wings. So you're already in a good position in that regard. And I do think he means a lot to the Suns, and he'd mean even more to the Suns if they traded DeAndre. He'd mean even more. Because then I would argue, Alex, I think Phoenix would then concede and, and look at throwing more smaller lineups out there than they have in the past. And at that point, you got to have personnel to do it. Cam Johnson's a guy who can play and guard a lot of different spots. So uh, I, absolutely, um, I, I, I believe he should wait. Uh, I, I personally believe that uh, 20 mil could come in his pockets. Uh, if, if he chooses to do that, I think if you're Phoenix, I, I think you're, you got to sign. I, I would sign him regardless. Personally, I would sign him regardless of if Aiton was there or not there. I'm just saying if I was him, that's my, that's what I'm looking at. I would agree. I think he should bet on himself in a heavy way because he really hasn't gotten injured his first three years. And he is a, he's a sharpshooter. Yeah. And he's a sharpshooter. He's a good defender. Yeah, those guys is. don't grow on trees. No. And no. the Suns have two of those guys. And I think it just makes sense to, yeah. <laughs> to have Cam be your starting. I think Cam should start next year. As crazy as it sounds, I think they should look to trade Crowder and they should start Cam. And that'll be even more. <laughs> I don't think Cam can get what Mikhail Bridges got, right? I don't think he's that good. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's if on the open market he gets 25 a year, right? If you if they let him get to restricted free agency, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. because yeah. those guys don't grow on trees. 25 no. million. It seems like a lot when you can make open threes and defend the hardest spot in the league to defend, then you're going to be worth more than like, I'm trying to think of a guy, you'd be worth more than like Marcus Smart, right? Because Marcus Smart, that's not true. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say, that's a, that's a very different breed. Before he ran the point, guy. before he ran the point, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Like he's yeah. more valuable than that guy. Yeah. But yeah. Cam Johnson, that's the Suns are going to be in for an interesting offseason. They already extended Mile or Mikhail Bridges. So they're not going to have to worry about that. But I think they are going to it will be fascinating to see. Um It'll be fascinating to see what the Suns do this offseason. So let's, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this guy, but I'm curious. Marvin Bagley. So he will be a restricted free agent, second overall pick, got traded to the Pistons at the deadline. Um, looked really good in Detroit. If you are the Pistons, Caleb, what kind of contract would you be looking to give Bagley? I, I'm thinking like three for 30. Right. And I think if you get him on three for 30 playing next to Cade Cunningham, that might be end up looking like a steal at the end of year two. What are you looking for? Or if you're Bagley, are you trying to get another change of scenery? 
No. Um, change of scenery doesn't, I don't think would help a narrative there. So I, I would say stay, try to stay in Detroit if they want you. Uh, if they do, I, my, my first instinct, Alex was two for 24. I mean, that's uh, fair. I, I, my, that was my, when you said, give me the number, that was my first instinct two for 24. I think you, you give him a little bit above 10 million. He's still, you, you, you're not saying he's not a part of your long-term thinking, but you aren't fully a hundred percent there. And I think that's how he should be treated. You, you can't, if you're in Detroit, you you've really got something good up your sleeves. You've got Kate Cunningham, legit improvements in Sadiq Bay. And you know, I feel about a guy like Isaiah Stewart, um, Diallo solid. They've got a lot of stuff to go in their favor, but you know, when I'm throwing out a lot of those guys that I just mentioned, Alex, they're not, they're not getting paid yet. They're on rookie deals. So I'm trying to use my money very wisely. And so I don't want to commit three, four years to a guy that could just be a role player. Uh, And if I'm Detroit, I'm really trying to be smart with my money investments. This to me that a two for 24 is reasonable. I, I can, I can get, if I can, you know, if I can have a good season, you know, if I, if I like, to, you know, you could get into the play in next season. I believe they can. If they get to the play in next season, they that would make a lot of sense. Maybe that year after they really ascend. If he's not a huge part of that ascension, you move off. Uh, I would I would basically look at it as you're because you're not going to get him to sign a one year deal. You're just not. So if, if you're not going to get him to do that, and I don't think you probably should do that if you're the organization. So I think a two year commitment is where I would land. That sounds reasonable. I mean, he looked a lot better once he, he got to better. Detroit. Yeah. He and a lot better. I think that he's a blue chip talent. They have two blue chip talents now, right? Depending on who they draft in the, if they get Ivy, if they get sharp, if somehow Van Caro falls to them, I don't think he will, but well, they, I think they'll have another, I think Ivy and sharp are going to be blue chip guys playing next to Kate. <laughs> I think Cade can make anyone look really good. So yeah, give a two for 24. I really like that because you pay him and hopefully he busts his ass the next couple of years and you can reward him with an even bigger contract. Right. And so as a good one, another guy, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about Mo Bamba. I thought he looked a lot better in Orlando this year. And I'm not saying he could be like, I don't think the magic are inclined to keep him. So if you're a team that's looking for a center, Caleb, mm-hmm. what kind of contract are you giving? Are you signing Obama to a one-year contract? Like, are you signing to a multi-year contract? What are you looking for if you're Obama's agent this summer? Um, long-term deal. I'm I'm looking at a three-year deal. I'm I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at. Give me about. Three for thirty nine. I I, like I want like I I I think I think with with Bamba he because the thing with him is like so so I think Bagley can get played off in a series. I think Marvin Bagley could get played off in a playoff series. He doesn't play defense. Range is is just okay. Um, to me, Bamba can stay on the court. I mean deceiving 
It is deceiving his three point numbers. 38% from three on it, this is not, and he's not bad. Like he took a, like you want to, I mean, I really think you underestimated and I don't know if you don't like you tend to do, but his, his step this season was really big. And you know, when, when he came out of Texas, the, the prototype for Bamba was switchable five. Guards multiple positions, can protect the rim, has decent length, can can mix around, can be creative offensively. This is what we're seeing now. We're just seeing it a little later than we want. I if I'm or if I'm a team, I I'm all in. Give, give me give me 13. If I'm I, I would look at you know 13, 13 million per season, three for 39. Uh I, I'm in on I'm in on Bobble. I I that's a guy I'm willing to build a long-term relationship with if I'm an organization. Not Orlando, because I think Orlando will get a big and, and that that's just kind of stacked, but some team should pay him 13 million. Some team 13 million for, for three or four years. I think you and I both agree the Orlando relationship with Bamba has passed its time there. I don't think those two, I don't think it's a marriage that's going to last. Right. But Bamba, like you said, I didn't realize he shot that well from three and I knew he was really good defensively this year too. 38% from three and 1.7 blocks a game. <laughs> really good. That's a good combination. So yeah, I've, I've been mentioning him to you though, like for teams that need a starting five, Dallas should take a hard look at him. Hard uh, look. Hard look. Charlotte should take a hard look at him. Hard look. Teams that need a five, right? Hell, Golden State should take a good look at him. Portland, mm. you know, maybe Phoenix. Maybe he's the Aiton replacement. Mm. I mm. There's a lot of different ways he could go. I don't think he's going to get paid a whole lot. Like you said, three for 39 sounds really, really like a good investment. So off of Bamba now to, I think, the second most fascinating or. <laughs> I'd say second most fascinating because I think we both agree Bridges is going to get a max from somebody, right? Colin Sexton. He missed most of this year, but last year was a very efficient 24 points a game and just was crazy good last year. He's been really efficient his whole NBA career. Mm -hmm. So let's look at this through the Cavs prism because the Cavs... I put John Garland as the first two in the 19 draft, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to assume those guys will both be getting max contracts July 1st as soon as the window opens. I agree. So you have Colin Sexton, who's a restricted free agent, who is coming off a very good score, like who's coming off an injury riddled season, but the year before. Yeah. Very good scorer. If you're the Cavs, are you looking to sign and trade him? Are you looking to run it back with Colin Sexton? Because he's going to get a lot of money, I feel. I think he's as good as Terry Rozier, and Terry Rozier just got $90 million. Oh, God. Oh, God. Are, are you kidding me with that? Are you kidding me? Come if you on, don't think Alex. He's as Okay, but he's in the ballpark. I think you would agree with that at the very least. Wow. I, 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 I would take Terry Rozier over college Texas seven days a week. <laughs> I would, okay. I would, I really, I, I really would. I, I think I really would, but that I, I, but I think he's for Colin. He, he's obviously, he's obviously an ascending player. He's, he, he's a guy that, you know, has had a tough time figuring out, okay, what, what is my life in the league look like? Uh, am I a star? Am I a really good player? 
Um, I think for me, there's a couple things that come to mind. Um, I, I think if his he he's really shown his his three point shot shot. If you look at his like attempts, his percentages, that's been I think a really healthy thing that could help him. Um, but man, if I'm Cleveland, I think I'm keeping because I'm I wasn't crazy about it. Like probably if you gave it to me like last year, but. I mean, I hate to be joking, Noah, but they're Cleveland. Like, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Who's gonna come there? Who's gonna say to their agent, you know, I wanna be in Cleveland for a long term. I mean, that's where I wanna be. I wanna be in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think a lot of t- and I'm not saying Cleveland's a bad city. Right. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not like joking, Noah. I'm just saying, like, but if you're if you're really you're not gonna massively get a better upgrade than that. And you're not going to probably have a draft pick that hits as high as that. Probably unlikely, I would say. So if I'm Cleveland, I, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, keep him. And I, I'm leaning, keep him because I think you've got something here, man. And I'm not trying to blow it. Um, and I think he's not the problem. Uh, there's other guys I would move off of. Uh, and you know, I, Sexton is not that guy. So I, I would, I would probably keep him. Um, Alex, when you, my, my number. So if I have to pay him like $23 million, guess what? I'm not doing it. Um, but if you made me do like three for 54, I'd do it. I'm not giving, I'm not paying him 20. I'm not paying him 20. He's got to stay on. He's got to, he's got to be a guy. He's got to be able to come out and, and show me. I mean, I understand he played 82 in his first season, 65 and 60. And then obviously 11 this last season. I have to kind of hold that against, against him a slight bit when I'm negotiating, but I also have to give myself some flexibility. I would say I'm on the cusp, but I, I would not 20 million, 20 million. That's a lot. I, I don't know if I'd give him 20. I'd give him about 18. I could see that. I personally, you know, I'm very high on him. I know. I know. I would give him like, I don't, I, I mean, if you, if you're as high on him as I am, I mean, I just give him what Jared Allen got, right? Five for a hundred. You lock him in. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, that's similar numbers. I, I don't, I yeah. don't hate that. Yeah. It's not too, like you just get two more years, but yeah, I think yeah. Colin Sexton is a guy that deserves that level of investment just because he's been like, you brought up the durability. This was the first year where he had any kind of real massive injury thing. He missed 12 yeah. games at the end of last year, but his first two years in the league, he didn't miss a game. So, and we saw like, I don't know what it is about Sexton, but I always bring it back to this, that game in Alabama where he played three on five and almost won. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, that showed you everything. I want that guy in my foxhole. And I think, I think the Cavs are going to have an interesting scenario where maybe other teams value him higher than you do Mm -hmm. and you get something in a sign and trade. But I think you're right. The Cavs should look to keep him because he is an electric scorer. There's a way if they found a way to make three bigs work, I'm assuming they can make Sexton work there. 100%. I would agree. It's probably time to get off of trade love while the stock is high. (laughs) 
Right. You got two years left on that deal. And yeah, you're set for your future. I it's I'm really excited to see what happens next year, especially with the 14th pick. I feel like there's a guy that can get there that can really help their roster. You know, I'm I was really high on the Cavs mm-hmm. this year anyway. So yeah. Uh, you ready to move on to Miles Bridges? I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time on this one. So I think yeah. I do we both agree that Charlotte should just give him the max as soon as free agency starts? Can you run me what his max would be? So I'll look that up real quick, but I'm assuming it would probably be, I, he definitely doesn't qualify for Rose rules. So I'm guessing no. it'd be, let's see, Miles Bridges max salary. So I'm sure. So they offered him four for 60 last off season. Um, it could total five years, 173 million. I don't think it will. Um, because I don't think he qualifies for the Rose rule, but that means he'll be getting still a nice chunk of change. <laughs> I don't think he'll be upset. Would you pay him 30 million? I mean, based. It's kind of like what. It's kind of, I mean, I, he said, I mean, I, I think he's, I'm not trying to dismiss the guy, but I mean, one really, really good season. Right, like one really, really good season. He was he did. like solid the last couple of years, but I would say this season was his really, really good season. I would say that's it. He closed out last year really strong too. So you have about a hundred game sample of him being a for sure twenty points a game. The shooting isn't really there, right? The shooting no, last year was a little bit of a fluke. Yeah, but Caleb, I think he's a good defensive player. I just think the Charlotte defensive system. They don't have the pieces to cover for his deficiencies. I see what you mean. Yeah. I think his defensive capabilities, I'm not saying he's like, I think he could be Grant Williams on the defensive end because he's stocky and he's got a long wingspan. So will he be Grant Williams with the offensive load he has? Probably not. But he could definitely make it, he can make an impact on defense and they just haven't had the personnel there to help him make the, that impact. That's, but I, I can understand that. I think I that that. for me, Bridges, like that's a guy. If someone, if Charlotte wasn't inclined to pay him the max, someone will. I think that's my life. I, 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 I agree with that. Somebody would probably do it. Um, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, Alex, is I'm not jumping for joy to pay him $30 million. I would agree with that. Like, I just think he's, he's a, he's a real, he's a very good player, but I'm not, I'm not like sitting there and being like, Oh my gosh, we just got miles bridges for $30 million. Let's go. Let's do a party. You know, I, I, I would, I personally wouldn't say that. Uh, because I, I really do think, um, in my opinion, yes, I agree with you. That he, his, from a defensive standpoint, I do think he's a little disappointed. In fact, I think he should be significantly better. With his level of athleticism, uh, I, I think he should be way, way, way better. Uh, I, I think you've got to clean the threes up. I mean, you've got to clean the three. You've got to get. So I, I I just think with six attempts at 33% this season, I'm just begging for just, I mean, give me, give me in the mid thirties. Give me, give me like bump it up 35, 36. Give, give me, uh, I want like 22. I'm, I'm, I'm at 20 is fine. But I, have 20, I need 22. I need 23. If you're not, if you're going to give me a similar role on defense, I need a little bit better offense. 
and I'd like to see the assist numbers go to five. If 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 the horn if the Hornet if if I agree with you, somebody will pay him the max. So I guess I would do it, but I guess I'm not sitting there just like jumping for joy at the contract. For sure. But I think he's the quintessential four in today's NBA. Totally agree. And I think you have to have a, like maybe I think five years, 125 million, right? What John Collins got. Yeah. He could, I think that. that would be fair. I don't know if that's what they'll settle on because I mean, at the end of that contract, based on the way NBA contracts work, he'd be making 30 million a year in year five. Um, I think he's shown a lot of improvement the last two years and there's just been a lot of cooks in that kitchen would be my counter, I guess. Like again, there's LaMelo, there's Terry Rozier. Like you mentioned, there's Gordon Hayward, right? There's Malik Monk last year was trying to get his Malik Monk was in a contract year. He didn't end up getting a contract from anybody, but the Lakers, but there's through the course of that team, there has been a lot of cooks in that kitchen. And if Hay- if they trade Hayward this summer, Caleb, I wouldn't please. be surprised if he turns into a 24 point a game. Please, sport. please, like, please do it. Please tr- trust LaMelo, Gosh. trust Hay- trust Rozier, trust Bridges, right? Trust McDaniels. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I, don't, I think I mean- whoever the next coach is, is going to play him 30 minutes a game and not that would honestly, Caleb, like Bridges, from Bridges McDaniels would be a great bet great great front court so we'll see on that front i'm Oubre? surprised i, I like thought, i like Uber too but i think he'll be a trade chip i think i don't know interesting, interesting. Okay. I, okay. I, i'm really curious to see how their summer goes but i think they're paying yeah. they're giving miles bridges some form of a bag we dispute on what kind of bag he will get but i think no no I'm not dispute. I'm not dispute. I'm not disputing. I'm not. I'm not trying to disagree. I'm not saying you shouldn't get. It. I'm just saying like I'm just. I'm just not You're, jumping for joy at 30. That's it's a completely fair take. That's so all. these next couple guys, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on. In fact, this guy, Dante Divincenzo, <laughs> I think he cost himself a bag. I think he could have gotten paid this summer based on what he was trending towards before last playoffs and it gets hurt in the Miami series. Caleb, are the Kings even going to extend him a qualifying offer? Um, wow. Um, I haven't thought about it like that. No. I wouldn't. Because I don't want to think about it. It's like, I don't really, I'm like, I, I don't... <laughs> What's your competition? If you really yeah. want back, like what? What at this point? Well, I wasn't as crazy. I, I thought he was decent, you know, in his championship. I wasn't as huge on some as people were, but like, you know, people are talking about him high in 15, 16 minutes. Uh, I wouldn't have paid that anyway, uh, but some teams would have last season. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole to that guy. I'm touching like, I would make him, I, I would say, I mean, man, you talk about a drop off. I, my, first instinct for me, Alex, is $8 million. $8 million, I'll prove it. Like, I can't, I can't justify a law. I can't justify, like, I think he, because the problem is at this point, he, he, he you look at him now and it looks like a player that just benefited with playing with Giannis. That, that's what it looks like. And then from the King's side of things, it's like, okay, well, you have 
Am I wanting to develop Davion Mitchell over him? Yes. Am I playing De'Aaron Fox over him? Absolutely. Uh, I probably, if I'm the Kings, I probably am not looking at DiVincenzo like a, a huge piece to my team right now. So at this point, I would say I, I would go low on him. Low number, prove it type of deal. If they offer the qualifying offer, he's going to accept the qualifying offer. Because yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. His stock is just at an all-time low right now. And yeah. so like last year in Milwaukee, right? 42% from the field, 38% from three, six rebounds a game. I thought he was really good guarding guards, right? Has the injury, misses the whole playoffs. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Because he, like I said, it's tough when a guy loses money like that, but what are you going to do, right? It's just, that's how the NBA rolls sometimes. You just uh-huh. get an injury at the run time and then your yeah. stock gets ruined and it's probably not going to get much better playing in Sacramento. <laughs> no. no. And so, are you? It's not either. That will be tough to see. Um, let's move on to Lonnie Walker. This guy's fascinating because he is probably a guy that should have played more minutes over his time in San Antonio. He did not really play much in San Antonio. Um, he played 70 games last year, 23 minutes a game, um, 31% from three, 40% from the field. <laughs> Caleb, I just feel like he deserves it. Like he didn't really get a chance to develop the right way. If I'm a team, like if I'm a team with cap space, right? Like if I'm on the Rockets, let's say, I don't know how much cap space they have, but let's just assume the Rockets have cap space. Okay. okay. Just a place where he can get shots, right? And a place where he can develop. I don't, I mean, I guess that would be a little bit of overlap and he wouldn't get minutes over Jerry Green. But you get what I'm trying to say, though, where he just needs a shot to be like someone productive. And I don't think he's been, was given that chance in San Antonio. No, he's not. He's been hidden under, it's like he's just been buried. And for some reason, it almost feels like somebody in San Antonio forced them to pick Lonnie Walker and Greg Popovich was the person that wasn't ever convinced or something. That's how it feels sometimes. It's like, I just, I think he is a really promising player. I, I agree with you hundred percent that he has to, there's gotta be some consistency, particularly consistency within his role. I feel like every year he's always playing a different role or you look at the roster and you always sit there and go, he's just, he's always in the middle. He's always in the, in the middle of the, uh, of the pile. He's always uh, in a position where uh, just things aren't making uh, a a whole lot of sense for him in terms of what, uh, you know, could be a long-term fit. Uh, A couple teams come to mind for me uh, in terms of what would be, uh, you know, something I would maybe float around, something I would maybe uh, consider. Uh, I think to me, uh, if I'm Walker, uh, I I would be interested uh, in Utah. I would be interested in Utah uh, and being in a a strong organization. Say they bring in the right coach. They bring in Frank Vogel, who's interviewing. Uh, If you bring in a guy like that, you say Donovan Mitchell is going to move on. You had, there's just a lot of opportunity there. Maybe that's a guy, maybe that's a place that Lonnie Walker could go in, could fit, get some minutes, could play the guard. Uh, I I think that's a, another, that's a team that's intriguing to me. Uh, I kind of, Mm. Mm. I, you might not hate you might you might you might hate me on this one. 
Uh, I think a team out in L.A. should look at him. L.A. Lakers should look at Lonnie Walker. I would I would look at Lonnie Walker as a potential. Maybe I hit a home run if I'm the L.A. Lakers. Uh, I, I'm serious. I, I think you could use it. I think Malik Monk's going to beg for cash again. Uh, so I don't know if I can really go out and get him. But if San Antonio puts him in another, like, you know, in the middle of the depth chart, can't find a role. I would look at that if I'm a team like the Lakers team with a little bit, not a huge amount of cap space. You throw them a decent mid-level deal and you say, give me what you can get. You good enough. You move on. You get us, you get big pay. I would treat it similar to the way that Malik Monk, Malik Monk was. Cause I think those two can be very good players. And I think that's fair for a guy like Lonnie. I think that's a really good, I actually really like that a lot. I think because the Lakers just need some kind of semblance of creating. And if he hits, if he hits, he could be a good defensive player too. I just think the largest thing about this whole San Antonio experiment, and we'll talk about this when we get to Kelton Johnson. Yeah. We just don't know a whole lot about their guys. Like we didn't know a whole, like they really like Vassell, right? And I really like Vassell too. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, I hate them playing him so much, but he seems to be the favorite son at the two guard at the moment. Um, I agree. DeJounte is going to get a lot of the ball, right? Because DeJounte deserves it. He's a really good player. So get Walker to a team where he can have more shots and a more defined role, like you were saying. I think he could be a really good player. A guy that fascinates me to no end, a guy who took a big leap this season while Damian Lillard was out, Anthony Simons. Caleb, this one might be one of the toughest ones because I could see him getting a lot of money from the Blazers. Or I could see him getting like a Gary Trent level contract from the Blazers. I don't think they're going to let him go. What kind of contract would you give Anthony Simons after this breakout season? Um, well, I do it again. I think, I think I, I to me, he's a guy that I would just say, look, man, you know, I understand you're young. You took a great step. That's great. But, you know, if Damian Lillard wants to stay here, I got to make sure that every penny that I pay to every player on this roster makes sense. So if you want an extension, I'll give you, um, let's go four for 72. I'll give you four for 72 right now. Um, if you wait it out, not saying we're not interested in you, but maybe you toss 20 at it. I think if I'm, I, I would, I would argue you got to give me more. You had a great season last year, but a lot of cards went to your table. You had McCollum out. You had Lillard out. At that point, it was free sale. You, you, any, there were a lot of players on that team. You, you, ton of the opportunity for guys to shoot, pass, create was at an all time high in Portland. Simon's just, again, just got a good place, got a good place, found the right fit, got ready, played the way he should have. I would just say, give me another year of it. So at this point, that's where I would lean on Simon's. I'll just say when he, the last 27 games of the year, when Dave and CJ were both gone, 
23 points a game, 45% yeah. from the field, 42% from three on 10 attempts a game. Like he was legitimately efficient. I think that would yeah. be the sign. Like it'd be different if he was averaging 23 points a game and shooting like 35% from three and 40% from the field, right? Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he was so efficient doing it and being the only player that was worth guarding out there. I think that's what makes it different for me. Fair. Because, yeah, like Jimmy, like I'll just use this example, right? Jimmy Grant going from Denver to Detroit. His efficiency mm-hmm. was just like, this is what happens when you give a guy 20 shots. Right. He didn't used to have 20 shots. Right. I think that's the difference between a guy like Grant and a guy like Simons, right? Simons actually produced in his role. And you're right. I, I do think it's fair to ask him to do it again. I will say that. But I personally, I feel like... I, I don't know. I feel like he's capable of it. I don't think he's afraid of that challenge. Yeah, and I'm not I think, saying he's not. I think four for 72, though, would like given his track record, I think that's completely fair. <laughs> I I think that's completely fair. You get him on a mid-level size contract. I mean, he's I, making, I wouldn't do that. He's making as much as like Gary, Gary Trent, and I'd rather have Anthony Simons than Gary Trent. So, yeah, I would do that if I'm the Blazers. And it would be tough at this stage for Simons to bet on himself, right? Guys don't usually break out in year four. They break out in year three. Year Mm -hmm. three is like when you usually make the leap. Simons was so young, though, because remember, he didn't go to college. He came straight out of high school on a technicality. Yeah. Right. That this, right. in essence, was his year three. <laughs> right. So maybe, just maybe there's something more there. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but mm-hmm. you ready to move on to Brunson, Caleb? Let's go. Okay. So Jalen Brunson, unrestricted free agent. He will not be a restricted free agent. Lots of rumors about him getting money from other teams, including the Knicks, who just there hired his go. father as an assistant coach. <laughs> if you, This is just my question about Brunson. If you're the Mavericks, what are you willing to pay to keep him? And what price are you going to say? Like, what per year would make you say goodbye, enjoy your new life, Jalen? That I'm not willing to listen out to? Yes. 23 million. I think that's right. I think I, I would say, I would say you could talk to me at 20, but I'd have to think on it. Um, 19 is my sweet spot. If I can get him at 19 for four, um, I'm doing that. But I'm not the 20, 20, like, I I think the Knicks could throw four for 40 or four for 100. You could, I could see him get $25 million. And I don't, I don't, and I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying this is just what I'm reading. This is what I'm seeing. This is just what I'm looking at. It seems like there are teams that are willing to do that. The New York Knicks, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'd say fine. Sign and trade. Give me a, give me a haul back. Yeah, that's to me. 20, I, I'm not. I'm not going to pay. That is absolute definitive for me. I, he is not a 25 million dollar player. I think he's a. I think he is a 19 19 million dollar player on the edge of 20 million because you you have to fact you have to factor in this. You can talk about how he had a great first round series. You can talk about that all night long. But let's talk about when he played against Swears. Let's talk about that. You know, he, 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 where was he? Where was he, man? You know, I need a second shot creation. I thought, I thought, I thought the narrative was that Jalen Brunson was the second shot creator. 
Where were you at, dude? Where were you at? So like the Warriors have great individual perimeter defenders. So I think to be honest with you, you could sit there and say he just got flat out lucky. Played a jazz team that didn't have a lot of great perimeter defense. He torched them, got away with it. And so I, I would say, I would say 19 million because I don't, I just don't think that the Jalen Brunson we saw against Utah is, is, is going to happen for an entire 82 game season in the playoffs. I just don't I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I Jalen Brunson, just by the quality of this free agent class is one of like the five best unrestricted free agents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and right. that's, I don't think the Mavs are going to give him what he wants and I don't blame them. Right. It sucks to lose him for nothing, but I just, I, I don't feel like that's a good idea for them. So on to the extensions, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on these work. Except for one. I want to spend a lot of time on one. Okay. So, like I said earlier, I think we both agree. John Garland, as soon as free agency opens, they are going to get max extensions, right? I don't think I there's agree. any doubt about those. I agree. Let's talk about this guy first. RJ Barrett, I could see him getting a max extension. I would do it because you know I'm very high on Barrett. But not a whole lot of track record there to show he is. What do you, If you're the Knicks... Would you max him or make him bet on himself this year? Um, I'd max him. Uh, and the reason I would max him is this isn't the 1980s. This is the 1990s. Uh, you're not appealing as a franchise to a lot of, to a lot of superstars at this point. So you got to figure out ways to keep your guys. And if he likes it in New York, and you're seeing him grow and you're seeing him ascend, I'm paying him the extension. I'm moving on. After the new year, RJ Barrett, 24 points a game, 35% from three, 41% from the field. Um, seven free throw attempts a game. He was very good. He very good this last season. Like, I yes. mean, so I, this is what we expected, but I'm saying, I'm saying from, but I think you just, you have, you got to do it. I mean, and I, and I, I think if you're the Knicks, you've got to, you've got to do it. You, you don't have, nobody's coming and begging for, uh, to be on this franchise. And at this point, like, look, man, I mean, RJ's talented is all get out, but you know, I may try to take it. I, I would take it for RJ's sake too, just to know I can get that big money. You know, I got I, so a win-win in my opinion here and, and we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I like what RJ can be. And I think you, you got to pay it. I think so too. RJ is a really interesting prospect and you know, I'm very, you know, I'm very high on him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would give him the max and you're right. It's not those days, but RJ is just a tough case because he really, because yeah. they brought in a guy to be better than him his second year. Right. And he didn't really get a chance. I thought he was really good in a limited role, but Randall carried up most of the possessions that year. So I think they're realizing now that the ball should be in Barrett's hands. Not yeah, I agree. Randall's Zion Williamson. I think this is fascinating. If you are the Pelicans, are you signing him to a max extension? Are you making him prove he can stay healthy? Do you even think Zion will want to be there two years from now? How, if you're the Pelicans, how do you approach this situation? 
Um, I, well, I mean, I just, I just need some, I need, I mean, I need some honest talk. Like I need some honest conversation. Like, I feel like there's a lot of mixed messages here. You know, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm saying, look, man, like you just saw what we did. You saw what our team did, you know, and we know you were hurt. We saw the ascension you were going on with the ascension that you can potentially get to. You can make our team a top five team in the Western conference. You could make our team very dangerous, high level potential, whole nine yards, but you have to say, but, you, but, but we got to know where your commitment level is to this team. Because, because I think Alex, if you're a small market, you can't sit there and just throw max extensions around like it's candy because that burns you so fast. Even if it hits, even if the guy's great, it still burns you as a team unless the guy stays the whole time. So if I, I would lean, I would lean towards paying him the deal because I think he is a game changer. I think he takes the Pelicans to another level. And I think he gives them, honestly, I believe what they're missing. I think they're miss. I think he gives them exactly what they're missing and he would do it at a superstar level. I mean, last year I had him as the 14th best player right. in the NBA and right. I, no one thought I was crazy. Right. He was ridiculously good. Yeah. He's an automatic bucket inside three yeah. feet. Automatic. 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 Totally automatic. So the question is, you saw the run the Pelicans had when Ingram was healthy, right? When Ingram was healthy, they were a 500 team. They were really good. And they after they traded for CJ... It, they were exceptional, really. I'm trying to find the right words yeah. for that. And I'll be curious to see like how they explain the hierarchy to him. I I mean, you have to give him a max, right? Because have to. worst comes to worst, he just demands a trade. You get something back for him. It probably won't be worth what he's worth. But with Brandon Ingram, that's you right. know you have a guy there yes. who is as, who's good enough to carry the team on his own. And I think that's the lesson from this year. I don't think they should be as scared of Zion demanding a trade because he will. You got, Amber, you got Brandon. You got Ingram and he can carry. You have Ingram and CJ. CJ. I think will age very well. I don't think his injuries have like, I don't think his injuries have been of a catastrophic variety. He's not going to lose that burst anytime soon. He takes really good care of his body. Yeah, I agree. So you have a couple more years of CJ, a couple more years of Ingram. Like Ingram's not even in his prime yet. He's as old as some of the 2017 guys. (laughs) Plus like you, you've really, you did a good job nailing some draft picks nailing draft picks around the margins mm-hmm. who then have a chance to really improve. And I think that part of it is also a really big deal with the Pelicans. And, you know, when Kyra Lewis gets healthy, I think that's a nice piece for them as well. Ingram is not turning 25 till September. Mm. You have him locked into an, a massive contract extension 
I think he's got three years left on that contract. Mm. And I think Ingram really vibe Ingram's from a small town in Carolina. I think right? he really likes New Orleans. I was going to say, I think he's fine in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, CJ wants to be in New Orleans. Larry Nance, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. You have a foundation there. Really right? good foundation. Kyra, Kyra Lewis looked really good his rookie year. He tore yes, his ACL last year. But you have a foundation, right? Devontae Graham's a really good eighth man. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. So you have a lot to work with there with or without Zion. So yeah, are you kind of, t- I wasn't sure going into it, but now you talked me into it, give him the max. And then if he demands out, right. right. You're, you're not in really much, you're not no. much worse for wear than you were before. And, 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 and Alex, I just think that this is where, you know, the league is headed into a position where at this point, if you're the team, obviously you don't want him to leave obviously, but at the same time, like, if you request a trade, all right, whatever. It is what it is. We used to think that was such a big deal. I feel like now it's just becoming less and less of a big deal. It's happening so frequently. And I think, I think for somebody like a Zion, if he chose to do that, the Pelicans should be incredibly okay with the team that they have on their hands and the coach. But they have as well. Totally so I think you pay. I think you pay for that, and I think you you just you live with it. You live with it. Hopefully, he gives you this because if he really does give you a superstar level, he's the best player on the team. Do you for and sure. I? Do you and I, I? I think you and I agree on that. He's yeah. he's the best player. He's the best player on the team. If you just if he just gives you what he did last season again, he's the best player on the team. So I mean, I just, those two. Yes. Yes, it would be unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. And I, I do think, I mean, a lot of people give him crap, but that's a decent, I don't think that's a horrible, like I, I'm not as like hateful on their fans as like a lot of people are. Like I don't think they're they fans. showed out in the playoffs. They it was were really, very good in the playoffs. They, that's all I mean. Yes. They, I think they're excited for this team in a way they weren't yes. excited in the Anthony Davis years or the baseball years. <laughs> like I think they, the market has a lot of enthusiasm for this team. Because I don't think Ingram's looking at LA mm-hmm. again. I don't think Ingram's looking at New York. I think like, Ingram I, likes. I think Ingram likes being that guy, and yeah. he knows. Yeah. Even if Zion's there, he can still be a semblance of the guy. Yes. Without, you know, like Zion can do a lot with a little, right? Yes, he can. And Ingram can do a lot of the heavy lifting. Yes. So I'll be curious to see. If because Zion's cleared to play, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans are a top six seed next year. I, I like agree. Top they, for sure. they, should. they have a lot of and they have a top eight pick this year, right? <laughs> so they're going to be very dangerous and fun to watch. Could you imagine Keegan Murray in New Orleans, Caleb? I know you don't like him as like a top five pick, but like as a he would give them a, a really nice, really, you'd give them some really nice shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really, really nice shooting. I, I, I'm, I'm not, a t- I'm not necessarily crazy on top five Keegan Murray, but you, you get him around where the Pelicans are. You, you should you, that 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 would be a very solid pick. And there's a very real chance because it's a chance I could go. You know, the top three: yeah. Matherin, Ivy, Sharp. That means he's there at seven. The yeah, the the. <laughs> The Pistons trained up to seven. They don't want Murray. You know, he could be in your lap. It'll be very interesting. It will. Um, this has gone a little longer than I thought it would. So let's rapid fire through some of these. Okay. DeAndre Hunter bet on himself. 
team makes him bet on himself or extend. I think the Hawks should try to get him at a discount. Agree with that. I think the Hawks should try to get him four for 60. And I think DeAndre Hunter would be, based on his injury history, would be wise to accept that. How do you feel about DeAndre Hunter? Totally agree. I, I, I think that's the exact logic I would go. Uh, first number that I, I, I looked at 17 million for four. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's a guy that'll be interesting to watch. Rui Hachimura. This is a very fascinating case. He has been pretty up and down. Uh-huh. I so I'll say what I think first. Yeah, I think he should bet on himself. I think he could get a nice chunk of change Ooh, next summer cool. if he okay. bets on himself. Okay. But how do you feel? Do you think they should extend him? Do you think they should make him bet on himself, or should he just bet on himself? What's the number right now? If you're, if you're the worst, if I'm Rui. I'm doing if I'm the Wizards, most I'm doing is four for fifty-six. Like fourteen million a year. I bet. I bet on myself. I think he could he's I bet on myself. He's had flashes where he's looked like a legitimate not star. Yeah. But somewhere between the star and like just the role player, right? I think he's He's looked, he's shown flashes of that and we'll see if he, he's been pretty injured too. And last year, um, the personal reasons, I think he missed half the season just due to that alone. Yeah. So he looked really good next to Resto. Dylan put him in the top 100 and I didn't blink. No, no, I I, I don't think it's crazy. I, I would say I would look at, I think he could be an 18 to $20 million player. He could, but the question is, will he be? And it's a fair question to ask when he got back last year, he was draining threes. I'm going to look up yeah. his stats, but if he, I like him a lot. So last year he shot 44% from three on gracious. 123 threes taken. Good. And that was just in 42 games. So if you translate that to a full season, that means he's taken 253s whereabouts. And I mean, even if he just makes 40% of those, that's still a good That is really good. So, yeah. He should. I, th- I think we both agree. He should probably bet on himself because yeah. there's a player there. And he didn't really miss a whole lot of time his second year. Mm. He only missed 15 games second year. Yeah. Only. But that's, you know, par for the course nowadays. So sure. I I just want to see what he does. Cam Reddish. And the, Cam Reddish really probably shouldn't be on here. But I, there's a couple guys that probably shouldn't be on here. But I think the Knicks could try and throw out like a cheap extension, right? Like four for 40. And I think with his injury history, I think it would be the same logic with Reddish, but I think you are with Hunter, but I think you could get Reddish for cheaper because he's had a more wild injury history, but I know Caleb, I know you're going to say he should bet on himself. I mean, you're about the highest person on Cam Reddish. I know the New York freaking Knicks don't use him. If I'm Cam Reddish, I'm not going to the New York freaking Knicks and saying I'll accept ten. I'll accept that deal. I agree with you that I agree with you that they that you know a contract for him isn't bad. It's the right decision, but not with a franchise that hardly plays. What a what a what a what an incompetent front office. What an incompetent front office decision to trade for a player like that who's ascending and then sit there and not even freaking play him because you want to freaking play Alec Burks and Evan Breaking Point. Give me a break. 
Give me a break. All right. So Caleb is saying bet on himself. I'm saying the next shot. Bet on himself. <laughs> um, we already talked about Cam Johnson. PJ Washington. I think this guy is fascinating. I think he should definitely bet on himself and he should definitely try to get out of Charlotte. There's not enough room for him to show. I think he has a lot of game, Caleb, but other than his rookie year, I feel like he hasn't had a whole lot of shots to show what his talent is. What do you think PJ Washington or the Hornets should do? What's your number? If I'm PJ, what's your number right now? What'd you giving me? If I'm the Hornets? Yep. Four for 40. Oh God! Yeah, I'm betting on myself. I, I think I think he I think he's a guy that uh, the number I was comfortable giving him was 16. So I I think I think he's 100 percent a player that uh, should should look better on himself, move on to a different team, maybe opportunities come up. I think he could be like a small ball five for somebody. Totally right? agree. Like a change totally of pace, agree. small ball five. Yep. I think I wouldn't. Like I'd play him 30 minutes a game, half the game power forward, half the game at center, right? Yeah. I think that he's a really interesting piece who just like, like we said earlier, there's too many chefs in the kitchen in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been like, they had too much talent. They need to yeah. get rid of some of it. And I think Washington and Hayward are the two guys to get rid of yeah. personally. Yeah. And it's no offense to either of those guys, no, but no. I just think there's better guys at, like, I think Bridges is, I think we would both agree. Bridges is clearly better than Washington right now. It's not really 100%. even a discussion. Yes, I agree. So free Washington for his own sake. And then let, you know, his next team pay him or not pay him. Right. Yeah. I like it. next guy. It's PJ Washington's college teammate, Tyler hero. Um, just one six man of the year. The question for hero isn't the same as the other guys, right? I think he's more in that Barrett Zion discussion. If you're the heat, what are you offering Tyler hero this summer? What? You think he's in the Barrett and Zion discussion for contract? I think he's in the discussion. I don't think they will. I don't think they should max him, but I think he just has played. I got the heat value him really highly, right? I think that's been very clear through his three years there. Again, I agree with you. He should not be in that discussion, but I think he's closer to that than he is the Rui or DeAndre Hunter. Let me say he's in the middle of those guys. Oh, wow. Wow. I would say I know. I, I, I don't think he's in that RJ. I don't think he's closer to the RJ Zion than he is a, a Rui or a DeAndre Hunter. I think he's just a solid uh, young piece. And I, I just, I, I don't honestly understand uh, the value that they're seeing in Tyler Hero. Uh, I'm not touching $20 million with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I want Tyler Hero. I'm not. I'm touching, I'm touching $15, $16 million. I t- that's what I'm touching, period. Period. I'm not touching 20 million. That that is ridiculous. That, that is that's ridiculous. I I would agree with you, but Caleb, there's no way he's going to accept that. Absolutely no way. I know. I'm not saying. I'm just letting you know. This yeah. is Not this is a player that struggled. I, I in the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, and I understand he wasn't fully healthy or whatever you want to call it. If you're playing, uh, you're healthy. But I think he he just. Did he have a good playoffs? Not really. I mean, has he had a lack, like a, a good playoffs last two times he's been in the playoffs? He had one game. He's coasting off of one game. 37 points against Boston in the Eastern I Conference mean, come Finals. Come on! Come on! 
Just because he went to Kentucky doesn't mean Pat Riley and people in Miami can throw out that he's Devin freaking Booker. I mean, come on. This is not, this isn't, this, no, 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 no. I am not giving him, I am not giving him $20 million. If he wants $20 million and he comes to my organization, I'm signing and trading, period. I'm not, I'm not wasting my time, not giving it 10, but I'm, I'm moving off of it. I'm done. If the last two drafts have shown anything is that Pat Riley will forever be at heart a Kentucky homer. And he man, wow. he loves I mean he hit on Bam. Yeah. And I sure. mean to the extent that you hit on somebody, he hit on Hero. But sure. I agree. If they give him a max, it'll that's My a massive mistake. Gosh, yeah. If they give him 20 million, I agree. That's not really good. Oh my gosh. He's not that guy. He's no. He's basically like Jamal Crawford, right? For lack of a better comparison. And Jamal Crawford was really good. He's not somebody you ever built your team around. And that's the difference. That's the difference. So I'm glad you gave me pushback on that because I was like, uh, I just don't. The Heat are really high on him. They they are really high on him. And I just can't imagine. I just, uh, I just, I just can't imagine comfortably paying that if I'm a front office. I mean, I, I I would agree. Wow. I, I uh, just, I, wow. I, I can't do that. Wow. I would agree. Next guy is fascinating because I don't think he'll get extended at all this summer. Matisse Teibel. Is he going to, like, is there any way the Sixers do extend him? I mean, they couldn't play him in the playoffs. They really haven't been able to play him in the playoffs the last couple of years. I, I just don't see a world where they can justify paying him at all. Mm. Um, so what, what is he? So if you, you're Philly and he comes up to you and he says, you know, all right, what's, what's my number? What's your number? I mean, is it 8 million a year? <laughs> is it I, Cause I do, I do. His defense is essential. It it's, is it's all world. If you so can't play in the playoffs, that. well, I think that was a mistake by Doc. I think he. I think that's a mistake by Doc. He. He. In my opinion, there should have been more minutes from him in the playoffs. I. I do. I. I understand that his shooting is not that great. It, you know, I, I get all that, but he. He should have played more. I mean, he I, hasn't I just cracked. Have, he hasn't cracked twenty minutes a game in any of any playoffs. Ever. And I don't get that. I don't get that. He's he, to me. He should be to me. He's a 20, 20 million dollar player. I, I would be. I would be comfortable giving him uh, ten or eleven. I'm paying him higher than I'm paying him higher. I'm paying him higher than you because I, I think I, again, you're you're. It's a premium position, and I'm honestly so I'm shocked you're lower on him than me. I, I'm paying. I think he's you know you, again. You had a premium position. He guards forwards at an all world level. And and he can guard a ton of he can guard your best guard he can he guard, just he is his defensive versatility justifies double digits it it just does to me I would pay him ten million eleven million be very comfortable with it if I'm Philly yeah that's about as high as I'm willing like that's yeah that kind of makes me balk a little bit just because you need to be a two way player to play in the playoffs I get that I get that I don't think Tybal is a two way player um, Brandon but Clark- Tyler Harrell. That's we're, we're excellent. Talking, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like we're t- we're talking about some some of these guys. Like 
Mm-hmm. PJ Washington, a two-way player? No. Cam Reddish, two-way player? Nah, at this point, I, no. It's it's it. So like, we're we're talking, we're throwing, we're throwing some one-way guys in here. I think I agree with you. He's more one-way than any of the other guys. But that's all I'm trying to say. It's, that's a fair counter. I yeah. will not dispute that. Brandon Clark. <laughs> He had a pretty, he had a pretty disappointing regular season. Showed up in the playoffs. Yeah, I, this is a guy that is a two-way player. I think he is a sixteen-game player. Hey, that boy. I think he should get fifteen million a year. Totally agree. It's and I think thought. he is the kind of big man. I think fifteen million for a non-star big man is about as high as I'm willing to go mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. So I think Brandon Clark. I think he should get. I think a he should bet on himself. But B, I would get, well, I if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm trying to extend him. What do you do if you're Brandon Clark? I'm signing it. You you hand it to me. I'm signing it. I, I'm thinking I, I'm staying in Memphis. They, you know, I've got a good role here. I got a good group of bigs around me that can allow me to maximize my skill set, keep being versatile, keep improving. I'm signing it as soon as I get it, $15, 16000000 million a year. That's where I'm starting. That's my negotiation. I think he's really good. Brandon Clark, I'm paying that and I'm, I'm signing it. I'm just... I'm not even really overthinking it. Do I think the it will? I'm not saying he can't get more than that. I'm just, mm-hmm. but I, I, but I just think that's just one of those things where it just feels really organically healthy. So just, just go and sign it. Yeah. And next off season, he'll be 26. So if he signs a four year contract, he'll be 30 at the end of that. Yeah. This is his prime earning years. Yeah. In the playoffs, 12 points a game, seven rebounds, a block and a steal, 24 yeah. minutes a game. It's pretty, I mean, given the context, he dominated the offensive glass, three, re, three offensive yeah, rebounds did. a game. I mean, I, yeah, I really like him. You know, I've been a big fan. If he could yeah. shoot, he would make 20 million a year. I agree with that. If totally like the agree. jump, one of the weirdest things that's happened in recent NBA history is just Brandon Clark forgetting how to shoot. Yeah. I don't know where Very that weird. shot went. Um, Grant Williams, a guy who we talked about earlier. I think he's another guy that should jump at a bag, right? Totally like, I, agree. I think he's in that Cam Johnson class where he, I don't think he gets much from betting on himself. I think four for 60 would be a good contract for him, right? Cause he's not doing much outside of defense and threes, but you're rewarding him by giving him a eight figure deal. What do you think Grant Williams should do? Um, so you have him at four for sixty. Um, I, I would four for fifty. Four for fifty. I because I because I, I think the thing with a guy like Grant is with the what he does is always essential for a championship team. But you do you those the things that he does can negate as age comes into the fold. So if I'm paying 15 million, what Grant Williams, Grant Williams right now, how old is Grant Williams? Grant Williams. He's turning 24 in November. He's turning 24. So you're, so you're trying to get him for his prime year. So I wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate the 15 if I had to pay it. But I, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of where I lean at this point. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I can't say I dispute it. Not as little. I threw him out here. We'll see. I don't think he's going to get much of an extension if he gets one. Jordan what? Poole. I, I just, I, he has, he had one good year, Caleb, and he was really good this year. But I would say he should, I would, if I'm the Blazers, I'm making him bet on himself. Then he'll leave. 
I mean, maybe. I think he's Alex. I, I that's a player. I was fascinated to talk about him with you because if you're if you're Portland and you set yourself, you've got you you need wing. Def- he's a good wing defender. He can guard multiple positions. He's improved. I think he's really improved. His talent level at North Carolina. He was a top five top five level recruit in the same recruiting class as Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, all these other studs. He was in that conversation. And I think last season he showed some of these athletic flashes. Putting it together, I think, is very realistic for him. He bets on himself. He's out of there. He's out of there. Portland's got to make that risk because he's out of there. I, I think somebody will pay him a good amount of money if he, if he shows some offensive, uh, some, some offensive consistency. That's, that's very interesting. I feel like he could be gone, but I, I just feel like if I'm the Blazers, you gotta, you gotta stay healthy for a whole year. Nas. You can't, mm. he played 42 games this year. He played 48 games last year, played 48 games the year before. Oh. And given Portland's relative <laughs> lack of depth, I don't think. Ooh, I'm telling you, I, I, that's a rat. If Portland does it, I'm not saying it may not be right or wrong. I'm just saying he's out of there. If I'm an, if I'm a, if I'm a opponent, if I'm a, I mean, mostly every team could use a wing guy like that. So That's I'm, very I'm, true. So I'm, so I'm scouting on him anyway. And if I see any level of offensive play and I see how young he is, no hesitation. I'm giving him 15. No hesitation. No hesitation. 15 man a year. Zero. That's, that's more than fair. More than fair. Um, let's move on to Jordan Poole. Yeah. Who also is in the playoffs. You want to talk about a one-way guy. <laughs> he has benefited, I felt, from lesser perimeter competition. And we've seen in these finals, he is really regressing to the mean yes, in a hard way. Yes, he has. Caleb, I think he should bet on himself. I think he took a massive leap this year. And whatever the Warriors offer, right? The Warriors aren't afraid of paying the luxury tax, but they aren't going to pay what Jordan Poole feels he's worth. I think he needs to bet on himself. And I wouldn't like based on his progress in the NBA Caleb, I wouldn't be surprised if he won that bet because he, I understand the defensive concerns, but he showed a lot of really good flashes, even last year, right? Their best lineups were when Poole was playing with Steph in 2020 in 2020 in the 2021 season. Right. I think that I just feel like he could earn himself more from betting on himself. If you're Jordan Poole, what are you doing? Um, well, if I'm Jordan Poole, then I would bet on myself. I, I, cause, but, but if I'm, I don't, but I really would argue he can't do this for 20 NBA teams. What he's doing right now, he can't do for 20 NBA teams. He is in the perfect role. Perfect role. He's a very secondary shot creation. If he gets you 20, great. If he gets you 10, who cares? You have Steph Curry. Who cares? Most teams, if they pay him, Alex, should expect 16 to 19 points a game if he's not going to play defense. And he has too many games where he's up and down. And, you know, from from an organizational perspective, I don't even care how good he is next year. I don't care. I would sit there and say, you can't do this unless you're on this team. 
you can't you can't perform at the levels of what you're playing unless you're on this roster with this team with Stephen Curry with Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr and Draymond Green. You can't do it. That's 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 my opinion. I think he's a I think he's a high level. I think he's a, a, a he shows the flashes. But at this point right now, I just think his skill set is incredibly blessed by having the players that he has around him. Yeah, I would tend to agree. So, I mean, hey, Jordan, you've done a great job so far, but we need, great to, job. See, we need to see more. Yeah, I think it's I, it's a completely fair response. So yeah. last two guys and this one's really fascinating. Keldon Johnson. So I hadn't looked at his stats in a while. Mm-hmm. 17 points a game, six rebounds, mm-hmm. 39.8% from three really? on five attempts a game. 46% from the field. He was really good this year. <laughs> and yeah, he was. I think Caleb, just looking at these stats, I was going to say he should take whatever the Spurs give him. But he might be a real bet on himself candidate here. Kind of like uh, Kawhi did with uh, his last year with the Spurs. And I'm not saying he's Kawhi, but year three, 17 points a game, 40% from three man, I, on five, yeah. like on a significant amount of attempts. He shot almost 400 threes this year. I think he should bet on himself. I don't think whatever the Spurs are, you know, the Spurs are a conservative organization by nature. Yeah, they are. So, you know, they're going to offer him like four years, 72 million, right? Which would be like on the surface would be a good deal. That's not horrible. Based on what I'm seeing though, I think he should bet on himself. He's a $20 million player. I think he's a $20 million player. So if, if he doesn't get $20 million offered to him by San Antonio, I would bet on myself. I think he's, I think he's a 20 million dollar player right now. So I, I think, I think if he, I think if he, if they are giving him a low ball offer, I'd say, okay, let me, let me go get another similar year to this. And then I'll get somebody to pay me 22, 23. I think he's really good. He is everything you want in the NBA. Length, versatility, shooting, athleticism, playmaking, ball handling. He's the real deal. I, I would be very comfortable paying him mid twenties. Very, 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 very comfortable. Yeah, I think so. He's six six with a six nine wingspan. Goodness, goodness, that's yeah, perfect. You, you got to try to keep him if you're the Spurs. Yes, yeah. that's, that's like honestly the perfect player. So, last guy is Kevin Porter Jr. Fascinating player. Man. Very fascinating. So up and down <laughs> is up and one, down for sure. Um few controversies, just a couple. Just a couple. But 15 points a game, six assists. The Rockets have made it a point to put the ball in his hands. And it's been an interesting experiment. I think the most intriguing thing from Porter is the 37% from three yes. on seven attempts. Yes. If yes. I'm the Rockets, I'm trying to lock him up on like a four for 72 kind of deal. Right. <laughs> right now. I, I don't know. Wow. I, no, because when you said that, it's just tough. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I get it. I think he's really talented, but like he's really talented, but stuff, I feel like you have to factor that in. I mean, the whole thing with him being upset that his locker got switched in Cleveland, right, right, the whole thing. Right. I mean, he couldn't get along with John Lucas. <laughs> right. Right. It's, I don't know. I think the Rockets need, 
honestly, the Rockets need to make him bet on himself. I think he's the first guy. I, I, I agree. I, I think agree. we've said that about. Yeah. He needs to prove that he can do this again because yeah. the Rockets were terrible. His defense when he tried was good, but you he's got to get better on that end. No, man, he always yeah, has. He's, like, he's been really, really bad on defense for a long time. But you see the appeal, right? Like he, I totally do. He's a big guard. Yep. Who showed a decent amount of vision this year. Yeah. I, what do you think, Caleb? Love the love the player. Love the player. Love the player. I just I just think the off court stuff has to factor in if I'm trying to offer extensions now. I'm thinking what I would offer him now if he came up to me and said. What would what what do you value me at right now? I would value him at fifteen million. But I look, man, you you take another jump, which I think is realistic. You take another jump, twenty million's on the table, Alex. Because I think he is a great player with Green. I mean, great player, great player, secondary, great player, secondary shot creation, elite level shooter. He he's he's bigs. Jalen's kind of smaller than what you would want. So having a guy like Porter, who's a little bit bigger and can shoot the three the way he can spreads the court out and allows Jalen to get to the basket. He is a phenomenal player with Jalen. Phenomenal. The only the only thing that would hold me back from not paying that man $20 million is the off the court step. I, I am a huge Kevin Porter guy. I mean, and you know, I like Jalen green. So I, I like the direction that the Rockets are going in and I'm not trying to pay him, you know, Kevin Porter too much. Didn't blow my window here and potentially building something really nice. And you said, yes, I would, I would say to agree. So Gil, that's all from the 2019 draft class. The, two, the 2019 second round kind of sucked. And the good guys all signed yeah. contract extensions last year. Yeah. Although Jalen McDaniels, I forgot about him. So, so one more guy. I think he should bet on himself pretty clearly. Yep. And I think he could get a big, you know, I'm a big fan of both McDaniels. So <laughs> any Jalen McDaniels thoughts? Are we, we already talked about Jalen McDaniels, so we're good on that front. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make sure you check out Lynn Sanity this mm-hmm. week. Lynn Sanity, I'm sure was a banger. I'm going to listen to that as soon as I hop off here. <laughs> um, make sure you check out Circle City Cinema if you're watching Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. actually all caught up to where they are, so I'm gonna, about to listen to that too. So oh, lots yeah. of Running Hook podcasts to listen to at the moment. Um, make sure you check out Facts and Stats with JD Hall and Power Hour will be back next week with JD so Mm. Caleb thank you so much for joining me absolutely and thank everyone so much for listening (laughs) 